Michigan's Children proudly presents Speaking for Kids, the podcast where we explore crucial conversations impacting the lives of all Michigan children, youth, and families, especially the most vulnerable. Join us each month as we explore public policies and issues in the best interest of our kids and families. We'll bring you lawmakers and policymakers, advocates fighting for change, and the people most affected by those decisions. With our host, Matt Gillard, President and CEO of Michigan's Children, we'll invite you to become engaged too and show you how to take action on what matters most to you. Episodes are recorded live and shared virtually on YouTube and the audio hosting sites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Welcome to this special edition of Speaking for Kids with our special guest from Capitol Hill, Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan. I'm your host, Matt Gillard from Michigan's Children. We're recording this on Friday, December 3rd, 2021. Well, I'm just thrilled to have Senator Stabenow join us on this podcast today to talk about what's next for the Build Back Better plan in the U.S. Senate now that the House has approved it. Senator Stabenow, welcome to Speaking for Kids. And seriously, thank you for carving some time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Absolutely, Matt. You know, there's nothing more important than um, what you're doing, what we're doing together to invest in our children and their future. And one of the things that I remind folks all the time is that kids just keep growing up, whether we're paying attention or not, and we better be paying attention and and supporting uh, opportunities for them. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Well, let's jump right into it. So, uh, you know, we're all paying attention, obviously, some of us, maybe more than others um, on what's happening. And I know you're real busy. Uh, thankfully, the, uh, it sounds like the uh, last night there, there was an effort made or a deal made to avoid a government shutdown for over the weekend. Yeah. And, and we know that there's other looming deadlines ahead of you as well. But one thing, obviously, we at Michigan's Children and a lot of the folks we work with have been really focused on for the past several months has been the president's Build Back Better plan. So where why don't you just start with kind of where you see this this now and, and how you see the Senate's work on this unfolding maybe over the next couple of weeks? Absolutely. Well, this is so important. And it's really the culmination of a year's worth of work, as you know. I mean, President Biden's only been uh, president now for about 11 months. It seems longer, but about 11 months. And we've been in the Senate majority for about 11 months. And so coming into the pandemic and all we need to do to uh, make sure that you know, we can get shots in the arms and people vaccinated and children back into school safely, um, which is continuing to be, of course, a challenge for families if kids are in school and then they have to be home for a while because somebody's exposed because of COVID. And so it's, and we know it's an ongoing challenge, but the money we put into the American Rescue Plan really made it possible to open up our schools and then to have the resources that we needed and to also support families with the largest tax cut, the uh, child tax credit, the largest tax cut for families really in a, in a generation. So, and we designed it in a way, as you know, so that instead of just having the benefit when you do your taxes and get a refund, you can actually get the value of the tax cut on a monthly basis. So literally the 15th of this month, there will be another, uh, you know, check that goes out to families, uh, $300 for a child who's under the age of six, $250 for for any children uh, above age six to age 17. So Build Back Better literally builds on that. We continue that 
tax cut, which is very important that we continue that support for families. You know, we shouldn't just see tax cuts for wealthy people, well-connected. We need to be focused on families and putting more money in their pockets so they can pay the bills and, and do the things that they need to do uh, for their families. In addition to that, uh, this is very focused on lowering costs and investing in children. And so we see um, the uh, universal pre-K. Can you imagine? I mean, three and four-year-olds across Michigan and across the country will now be able to get universal pre-K, no-cost uh, pre-K for three and four-year-olds. Secondly, we're lowering the costs of childcare. So it'll start out in the first year that for any family with uh, the state's median uh, income or less, they their costs will be capped at 7% of their income, which is amazing. And then that will gradually go up. So more and more families are covered. But I think of my own uh, daughter in her three little ones and the cost of their childcare is more than their mortgage. In Michigan. And Absolutely. so if we can cap the cost of childcare at uh, 7%, that's huge for families and also helps uh, moms and dads get back into the workforce and, and be able to do you know, what, what they need to do for their families. I also uh, lead the efforts on child nutrition. We're going to be expanding the amount of uh, uh, food in schools and in the summer for children. Um, we found that through the pandemic, we were able to do at what's called an EBT card, a card where families can get um, you know, food assistance, go to the grocery store and get food assistance for their children. Otherwise, they would have gotten it in school through the lunch program or in the summer. We're expanding that uh, for summer now so that children will be able to get um, healthy foods uh, in the summer. And then, of course, the child tax credit. And that, that also builds on other provisions of expanding healthcare, um, capping the amount, the cost of prescription drugs. Like you have a child that's diabetic. Uh, in this bill, we cap the cost at $35 a month. Right now, on average, you're paying $600 a month for uh, insulin. And uh, we're going to cap that at $35 a month. And so just a, a number of provisions that deal with um, children, healthcare opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I agree completely, obviously. And we, we've been working hard with, with your office and with, uh, you know, congressional members on the House side as well, as this has gone along. And I'll, I'll say one of the things that's been really kind of encouraging for, for our standpoint as child advocates is, you know, as you said, this has been, been going on for quite some time and, and even through the summer. And, and there was a lot of concern as it became clear that the bill was going to be negotiated down from where it was originally started, then mm -hmm. some of the, the, the things most important to kids and families that we were focused on may be uh, you know, on the chopping block or, or we may even get into the situation where it would be the, the childcare provisions versus the environmental provisions or other things. Right. And one of the encouraging measures, the things that we've seen through this is that that has not been the case. Right. And, and really the bill as it stands now or as it passed the house, is really fairly similar to what was originally proposed, at least on the pre-K and the childcare side and the child tax credit and these children's issues, which is great. Now, do you see any possibility of, of that changing in the, as, as the debate happens in the Senate or do the, I mean, what we're hearing and what it appears is that the hangups that, that people are having are not on the issues that are, that, you know, maybe the focus of Michigan's children. 
Absolutely. The things that I've just mentioned are things that I fully um, have confidence in will remain in the bill. And so um, I think everyone understands that a really important part of what we're doing. And frankly, we'll, uh, you know, it, this is the important work of this year, but it, it has to go on next year and the year after. I mean, we, you know, we have to be improving things, making, you know, making sure folks have a fair shot to succeed in our, our country and, and, and uh, support and care for their children. And that, that work goes on, but these are huge um, opportunities and, and efforts for us. It's really hasn't come along uh, in a very, very long time. And so the things I've talked about are in the bill. I should also mention that when we talk about um, at the beginning of, of life, uh, one other area I've worked a lot on is quality care for labor and delivery in moms during postpartum uh, care and so on after having children. And about half the babies born in the United States are uh, done through Medicaid insurance. And unfortunately now, uh, there's uh, the coverage for moms uh, stops after 60 days after you've had a baby. And we see a lot of challenges for moms through the first year of life, particularly uh, and moms of color who have seen a, a lot of, of issues of uh, uh, maternal mortality and so on because they didn't get the health care they needed uh, during the first year um, after having a baby. So we're extending that from 60 days to a year of health care coverage, which will be huge. Uh, both for moms and babies, uh, getting a good start. So we have a number, number of important provisions that go to uh, quality of uh, care and uh, costs for families and opportunities for kids. Yeah, along those same lines, I mean, the one issue I would say to kind of counter what I what I said earlier, I mean, basically every issue that, that Michigan's children is focused on within the Build Back Better bill has remained and, and at least, you know, is very similar to as it was originally proposed and, and something that we're, uh, we're excited about. The one exception to that is the medical family medical leave portion, um, right. which has obviously been quite, quite controversial, has gotten knocked down considerably from what was originally proposed. What do you see as the future of that issue? Do you see that uh, maybe remaining in the Build Back Better bill in its current form or being addressed later in a, in separate legislation in a, in a more meaningful way. Well, I strongly support it, family and that paid family and medical leave. Um, I think this may very well be one that we uh, live to fight another day on, that we put on our agenda uh, for next year. So um, we're going to do you know as much as we can and need to celebrate huge wins for sure. kids and for families. But um, I think this one, uh, you know, because of our colleague uh, Senator Manchin's opposition, probably we will not be successful in. You know. I did want to also really stress something that we're, we really need to be working on as we move forward. You know, once this is passed, a lot of the uh, the efforts then turn to the states. I mean, we have a wonderful governor who's very passionate about this, but a legislature who's really been holding up the funds, even that we've already seen the American Rescue Plan, is, you know, the, the money that was available for schools went out way late. It was very frustrating to me. Uh, and so when we see, for instance, universal pre-K, that those funds are going to come to the state and, uh, and, and the state will then be, you know, administering what happens in terms of uh, 
um, uh, standards and, and funding for pre-K. And we've got to make sure the legislature doesn't drag its feet on that. Because yeah, you're absolutely right. We've we've kind of pitched our our groups and, our, and uh, the folks that we work with that really this is kind of a two-step approach. And this started really with the rescue plan and all of the pandemic relief funding measures that were coming, uh, you know, since the onset of COVID, that the first step was advocating with your office and with, with our congressional delegation for, for the resources. But then the next and almost, some would argue, even more important step was advocating at the state level with the governor and the legislature and making sure that those funds get out the door and, and get implemented in the way that makes the most sense. We've had, you're right, I mean, we're currently sitting on billions of dollars right now in Michigan that that need to get out the door and other states are doing. Thankfully, we did get the bulk of the child care funds out the door in the budget agreement that was passed back in September. And thank God we did because, you know, we work on a lot of other issues too. And if we were still sitting on those child care funds now, it would be very, very challenging. Um, but but we think there, obviously there's a lot in the Build Back Better bill to even build upon those uh, funds that have already come that we think has a lot of excitement and a lot of interest. And really, I mean, from an advocacy standpoint, that's what we're gearing up our networks to do now, uh, you know, because of yourself and Senator Peters being fully in support of of everything that we want to do. And, and, you know, we work closely with Congresswoman Slotkin and others in the House to make sure that the provisions, uh, you know, were, were prioritized that we cared about. And, and because we're not in West Virginia, or we're not in you know, one of these other states, we're gearing our networks up to, to get ready for this, uh, this advocacy efforts at the state level once this does pass. Um, and so really that, you know, that leads into the question I think everybody wants to know, what is your prediction? Uh, you know, we see Senator Schumer really pushing for, for uh, passage by Christmas. Uh, you know, we get asked, I get asked on a daily basis, what do you think, what's going to happen? Uh, what, what's your best guess on, on where you see this, how you see this playing out over the next several weeks? Well, we're going to do everything humanly possible. Um, I'm part of the Senate leadership and um, every single day, you know, we are, are working to uh, get this across the finish line. It's absolutely critical. And um, we're working every day to get this done. Uh, by Christmas. And um, I tell folks, if I'm home by Christmas Eve, I'm going to consider it a, a great victory because we're we're working really hard on this. And frankly, um, it, it's it, it's unbelievable, but it's it's really down to one senator, whether or not he's, you know, everybody else is pushing together. We, we have, um, uh, you know, agreements pretty much from 49 you know, senators and we need 50. And so um, it's hard to believe that, you know, we're in a process where one person could um, slow this down or stop it or put it into the new year, but hopefully that won't happen. We're working uh, very hard doing everything you can imagine uh, to, to really hopefully get us into a spot where we have 50 members that want to do this. Um, time is of the essence. And you know, again, um, as I said in the beginning, uh, I remind people that our children just keep growing, whether they have universal pre-K or not, or whether they have, uh, you know, the healthcare they need or not. Or uh, And so um, we need to have that sense of urgency about what we're doing. 
Absolutely. No, obviously we couldn't agree more. And, and certainly the timing uh, is setting up well. This would certainly be a wonderful Christmas present for, for all of us advocates and everybody in Michigan who cares deeply about kids and families, um, as we all do, uh, to have this passed and have, uh, you know, then the opportunities that this bill will present be available for us moving forward. Absolutely. So any last comments? I want to thank you again for your time. Thank you for all the work that you do um, and your, your commitment to kids and families here in Michigan. Well, and thank you. Thanks to everybody for caring and, and taking your time to advocate. And we got to get this bill passed and then we've got to get the legislature. We got to light a fire uh, for them to get these funds out the door as quickly as possible. So I look forward to working with you on that as well. Thank you again. Thank you, Senator Stabenow. And please, to our audience, feel free to reach out to us at Michigan's Children if you want to share your views on, on this important Build Back Better legislation. And thank you for being here today. To access this podcast from our website, please go to michiganschildren.org and look under the resources tab for Speaking for Kids. The podcast and any other resources and links to this and other podcast episodes are available there. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll be back in January. Thank you. You've been listening to Speaking for Kids, the podcast for Michigan's children with host Matt Gillard. Thanks for joining us. To explore these and other issues relevant to our state's children, youth, and families, and to build your advocacy muscle, go to our website at www.michiganschildren.org. You'll find links and news about past and future podcast topics under our resource tab and action alerts under the Take Action tab. Find and like us on Facebook and Twitter. Terry Bannis and Stephen Wallace produced this podcast. Contact them with your questions and ideas for other topics. Michigan's Children is a nonprofit advocacy organization, an independent voice working to reduce disparities in child outcomes from cradle to career through policy change.